Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional psychic medium and mentor. In this show, I'll be sharing my personal experiences as an intuitive and discussing my journey with mediumship development. But that's not all. I'll also be bringing in guests to talk about fascinating topics like near-death experiences, spiritual awakenings, astral traveling, encounters with interdimensional beings, energy healing, and more. Together through open and honest conversations, we'll challenge the way we think and support one another. My hope is that these discussions will help you connect with your own spirit and feel seen and validated in your experiences. So join me as we dive into inspiring conversations that are going to push boundaries and encourage personal growth. Get ready to explore new perspectives and embrace the power of connection. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. So excited to have you here for this week's episode. This is an episode where I'm going to talk about something that might be considered a little controversial among the psychic mediums out there, but I think it's important that we create a community that is safe and non-judgmental, where we can share our own varying and differing views and opinions. And by doing so, we may be able to expand our own awareness and perhaps enlighten other people too. And I'm really of the belief that spirituality is not a one size fits all because I recognize that each of us have our own lived experiences. And because of those, it's going to change how we feel about ourselves, how we show up in the world and actually really affect our perception of our lived experiences, if that makes sense. So, okay, where I'm going with this conversation is that yesterday on my socials, I posted a topic and it's actually a video. And the topic was my non-negotiables for psychic mediums. And one of the items in there really pissed off a lot of people. And I was kind of surprised about that. But in the same sense, I had to really accept that not everybody would share my same views and that's okay. So, in this video, I shared several different things that are my non-negotiables, and a couple of them I'm going to share with you right now, such as I really believe that mediums need to have a kind heart and need to be non-judgmental to like any of the clients that they, they work with, whether it is somebody who is grieving, somebody who is just really struggling personally in their life. And also they need to be non-judgmental for the spirit communicator, right? Because spirit can come through and have, you know, a different character than theirs. I also shared that it's really important for mediums to avoid giving information that is really graphic. So for example, if I were giving a private reading and I had seen, had a clairvoyant image or had this knowing that somebody had passed a tragic death, let's say a car accident, and it was brought to my awareness, some of the graphic details about that accident and perhaps maybe some of the injuries that happened to the person that caused their transition, I would never share all of those graphic details because I think it's unethical and it could really re-traumatize my client. And so I'm always of the belief that our clients should feel better after they've spent time with us, after they've had a reading with us. So going back to that reading, I would say, would you understand Let's say, for example, it was a female. Would you understand the female who passed in the car accident? And if they go, yes, okay, I would leave it at that. I wouldn't give any graphic details. Because again, you got to be really sensitive with some of the information that comes from spirit. You want to bring through evidence, but you want to do so in a really loving way. So now this is where it gets juicy. 
In one of the clips, I said, I don't believe psychic mediums should be doing predictions and mediumship readings. And this got hot real quick. I had so many people commenting and they were pissed off with me. And I was like, whoa, you guys. Okay. Let me think about this for a moment. So here was what I said in the video. I had said that I don't believe that in a psych, in a mediumship reading, a psychic medium should be giving predictions. Mediumship is all about evidence of soul survival. So our job as a medium is to bring through pieces of information that validates the souls of our loved ones still continues to exist beyond bodily death and that predictions don't have a place in that. I also said in the out of the thousands of readings that I've ever done, I've never had a spirit communicator come in and give a prediction. Now, with that being said, I did about four years ago, I think it was about four years ago, I was doing a demonstration of mediumship in the spiritualist church. And this lady was sitting in the audience and her grandfather stepped forward and said that she was going to be having a baby. And she had this kind of shocked look. And he kept saying the number three. And I wouldn't get any more information on that. I didn't get if it was three days, three weeks, three months, three years, the third month, nothing, right? So her look on her face was like, wow, but that's what he said. I kid you not. Three days later, I got a message from her on Facebook Messenger and she said, you won't believe it. I just found out I'm pregnant. So was that her grandfather predicting the pregnancy? No, because the pregnancy was already there. The mom just didn't know yet. She didn't have the test. And so that's some of my experiences where spirit is brought through information that the living haven't realized yet or experienced yet, but the energy was already in play. So for this example that I did in the reading, the girl was already pregnant. She just didn't know yet. And with that, just to back it up a little bit further, I do believe that the souls of our loved ones that are waiting to incarnate meet with the souls of our loved ones who have made their transition to the other side. So they have that awareness of that timeline, right? Now, I am open to other thoughts and opinions on this, but I don't go on what I read by books. I go on my, my own experiences, my own lived experiences. And so this is where my philosophy has come from. Also, with my philosophy, I've also done a lot of training under the spiritualist church. And with evidential mediumship, I'm not saying mediumship, I'm talking about evidential mediumship, where you are bringing through pieces of information that really defy logic, right? Stuff that you can't Google. That's the point of mediumship to bring through that evidence. So the living know without a shadow of a doubt, the soul continues to live beyond bodily death, right? And so my point was, a prediction of something that's going to come, whether it's, oh, you're going to win the lottery or you're going to get that new car, or you're going to buy this house, you're going to marry this person. I don't see where that fits in with evidence of soul survival. I don't see how that has anything to do with validating the continuous existence of the soul. I don't. And I have trained with renowned mentors, Eileen Davies, Michael Mayo, Gordon Smith, Simone Key, Christine Morgan, incredible mediums, Chris Drew. I've trained and mentored with these people and they all share the same philosophy. And the reason why I brought that video up 
is because so many people were really, really upset and they challenged me. They said, well, how dare you say that? The spirit world can definitely do predictions because there is no such thing as really time or space and they're limitless beings. I totally believe they're limitless beings for the purposes of an evidential mediumship rating. I've just never had that come through from them. And if they come in and they do that, I will record a new podcast episode and say, okay, guys, I now have this new lived experience. My views are, you know, I, I want to share that with you and I'm changing them. So what I'm sharing with you today is based on my almost 10 plus years as a professional psychic medium who still continues to develop, right? And I was actually really shocked where some of these people were talking about you know, it's wrong and spirit can do this and that. I'm not saying spirit can't do that. My point was, is yeah, I do think spirit can see a bird's eye view of a situation that we can't with our limited mind because we're in this physical world, right? And so I'm not saying they can't see the bigger picture, but I've just never had those experiences where spirit starts to say things that are going to happen in the future, 10, 15, 50 years down the road. And I don't believe they would because here's the thing. All of our future is based on the choices that we make today. And spirit's never going to impose upon your free will. So why or how could they tell something that's going to happen 50 years down the road when you as a soul being having a human experience have this gift of free will? You're going to have more lived experiences. You're going to change and you're going to grow, hopefully, right? Because that's the whole point of being a human. And what you think today and how you feel today is most likely going to change in 10, 15, 30 years down the road. I think, my God, look at me even 10 years ago, just before I started to embrace these natural mediumship abilities. There's no way that you would have ever convinced me that I would have been leaving my job, that I would be working as a professional psychic medium and mentor, making six figures. I would have left my corporate job and be doing this full time. I would have said, you're crazy, my friend, right? So could spirit have predicted that? Well, I will say spirit was giving me signs of the potential there, but ultimately it was always up for me to decide if that's something I wanna choose. And so I really think our choices and decisions, yeah, we can, project to the future. In other words, like, okay, you want to be a doctor. So what do you have to do? You got to go to school. You got to train. You got to do all this stuff, right? There's a bigger picture there. Um, for example, when my kids were younger, I did, I went to school. I did training because I couldn't find daycare that I was comfortable taking my kids to. So I ended up going to the university and took some courses and got certified and ended up opening up a licensed daycare. So I could take care of my kids and then also make some money on the side, right? Now, did I see myself doing that forever? I didn't know. I was more focused on the present. And I didn't do it forever. I only did it for like four years, maybe five. I think it was under five years. And so somebody could predict, yeah, you're going to work with children. Okay. But am I going to be doing that my whole life? Mm, I don't think so because I have free, free will, right? We all do. So that's kind of my argument is that 
predictions. Yeah. Okay. You can do predictions if you want. Personally, for me, I don't do predictions in my psychic readings. I certainly don't do them in my mediumship readings because I just think that mediumship is about evidence of soul survival. And it's about spirit communication. It's about comforting the bereaved. It's about healing hearts on both sides of the veil. And I just don't see where predictions come into play. I don't. So if you disagree with me, that's okay. I, you know, I might be challenging you. And I would love for you to send me feedback because you might be challenging me and it may open and expand my mind. But I just believe that we've got so many different people working as mediums. And that's cool because I truly believe, and you've heard me say on the show, and if you've ever been in any of my classes, you know that I believe we need more mediums because everybody's going to benefit from mediumship at some point because sadly we're all going to experience the loss of a loved one and we want that comfort knowing they're still with us right makes perfect sense and i support that i'm just seeing the quality of mediumship go down i really really am and for me when i'm working as a medium you won't ever hear me say i've got a lady here who passed from a heart attack can you understand the lady who passed from a heart attack I'm sorry, that's too vague. If I, I usually try to get the relationship. So I've got a mother-in-law who passed from a heart attack. Would you understand that? Or I have your sister here who passed from lung disease. Or I have your father here who passed from a cardiac arrest. That's more specific, right? I always try to stay away from that clear vagueness. And so I believe that we give all of this factual information to validate who is actually communicating from spirit. And we're not fishing for answers from the recipient. We shouldn't be doing that. I just think it's too vague. And there's a lot of people go here. Oh, I've got a woman who passed from a heart attack and she felt like a mother. How many times I've had people in my life who have felt like a mother to me. And if somebody said, oh, do you have a lady who feels like a mother and she passed from a heart attack? I go, yeah, I've got like eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to do better than that. We need to do better than that. Then there's other people that are bringing in different types of modality to connect with spirit. And they're using pendulums, they're using dousing rods, they're using tarot cards, they might be using runes, they might be using crystals, all different sorts of stuff. Now, here was what I got to say. I do have pendulums and I use them. I do have crystals. I mean, they're sitting on my desk right now as I'm recording this podcast. I use them. I have over 40 decks of tarot cards and oracle cards, and I love them. And when a new one comes in the house, my husband goes, really, you need another one? I go, yes, I love them. I collect them, right? So I'm not saying those things are bad because I use them too, and they serve a purpose. I use my pendulum sometimes to connect to my spirit guides. I do. And I use my tarot cards to connect to my higher self. I use them to connect to my spirit guides. And sometimes it's easier for us to have these tools, but is it evidential? Is it proving the existence of the soul? No. Proof can only be given by how it resonates with somebody. So I just truly believe as a medium, if we want to be the clearest channel that we can be for the world of spirit, we have to really get disciplined in our development. And we really have to look at the philosophy of mediumship and what the whole purpose of mediumship is all about. There is a place for psychism in the world. Absolutely. I have clients that are needing guidance and support on their lived experiences. I just did a reading recently with a person who was 
in sort of like a love triangle. And there was a lot of things that were going on. And this person was wanting some clarity on another person that was involved in the situation, wanted some information about next steps forward, where things were headed. And I did share information. I didn't share a prediction because that person has free will. But what I did share with that individual was a potential outcome based on the current energy at play, right? And what that person chose to decide to do with the, with the guidance and the answers and the suggestions that came through was totally up to them, right? I always let people know that. I really want to empower people because predictions, yeah, you can do them if you want. For me, it just doesn't resonate because I feel like sometimes people give their power away to readers and I don't want you to do that. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to gain all the information you can from our time together and feel confident as fuck making the decisions for yourself. Because when we are taking people's word, for example, a psychic is telling you this, that, and the other is going to happen in your life. You have to decide, does that feel right for you? Or do you want to course correct? You can always course correct, right? There is nothing that's ever set in stone. It's your life. You get to do whatever you want with it. That's the beauty of having a physical life. We get the opportunity to start over in every single moment. And I personally am not comfortable with people handing over major choices and decisions in their life over to a complete stranger. Even though I have the best of intentions to help my clients, I don't think it's right that they put that level of responsibility on me for their life. Because there's some people that are going to go to a psychic, say, okay, this is what's going on in my life. Can you tell me what's going to happen? And I need my life to be like this. Tell me what's going to go on. And then they take all of that personal responsibility off themselves and put it on the psychic. And then if things don't turn out, they blame the psychic. No. Sweetheart, it is your life. You have to take personal responsibility for your choices, your actions, your thoughts, your words, your vibration. You have to. Absolutely. You can't put it on a psychic medium and you sure as heck can't put it on the spirit world. Right? So can you see how this conversation is really layered and there's so much depth to it and there's a lot of thoughts and opinions and potentialities within it. And so I just don't believe that the spirit world brings predictions because of the very things that I'm sharing with you. We all have free will. Nothing's ever set in stone. And the spirit world, if they share anything as far as guidance, it is always to enlighten. It's always to support. It's always to empower. And I feel in many ways, predictions not all of them, but in many ways, I feel like predictions can be really disempowering. And I, I think that's a disservice to your clients. I really, really do. And if you disagree with me, that's okay. I mean, you know, lovingly send me an email, lovingly send me a DM on my socials. I honestly, I really would appreciate your, your input, your thoughts, your philosophy, because that's how we all learn, right? That's how we all learn. So there are many different types of readings out there. There is a psychic reading. And so let's talk about that. A psychic reading is when the psychic is going to be tuning into the energy of their client and looking at their life, looking at the current energy at play and where they're getting that information. There's actually a couple places. So the first thing, they're going to be getting the information from their client's auric field. So you and I have an etheric field that surrounds our physical body. Okay. And that 
auric field is actually an emanation of our soul. So within that auric field, it's got our past. It has our present. So all of our lived experiences, our thoughts, our emotions, our vibration, all of that has an energy signature and it's imprinted within the auric field. Now, when the person is working psychically, they can see where that energy is potentially going. But of course, as a human being who's got free will, we can always course correct, right? So a psychic is going to be tuning into the emanations of the soul through the auric field. They're also going to be tuning into the energy around the person. That could be a place, that could be an object, that could be another person in their life. And really what a psychic is doing in its simplest terms, you guys, is reading the energy of the physical. Okay, so physical person, place or object and getting the information from there and using their own intuitive senses, their own natural psychic abilities, they're going to be able to channel guidance. Where does that information come from? It can come from a couple of places. It can come from the psychic's higher self. It can come from the client's higher self. It can come from the universal life force energy. Okay. When I'm working psychically, I'm always tuning into the soul of the client. So I connect to their soul and you would believe it or not, like not everybody connects to their soul and listens to its whispers. And a psychic reading can really help you tap into what your soul is trying to say to you. But I also tune into that universal collective life force energy that just has this beautiful source of empowerment and love and guidance that really helps people. So that's what I do in my psychic readings. And so you can see just by that, providing a client answers and guidance to their physical life of course, it's super important. It helps. Absolutely. Especially if people are just down and out and they're so frustrated and they have no idea what to do. That's where psychics come in. Okay. And it can be a really beneficial experience. I do really want to say, we've got to be mindful about the readers that we go to. I just had another lady message me on my socials. She's been following me for a while and she went to a psychic medium and this individual told her that she was going to have an oopsie baby, oopsie baby, pardon me, oopsie baby. And she was so stressed out about it. She was like, I didn't want another baby. I was, I didn't want that at all. And she ended up staying away from her husband because she was so fearful of getting pregnant. So that actually caused a lot of fear. And I think whether we're working psychically or mediumistically, we have a responsibility to like be really mindful about what comes up. And second, most important thing is to be really in tune with our client to see how that information resonates with them. If you can see your client is not taking that information or they seem to be bothered or it disturbed them, you have a responsibility to go check in with them and make sure they're okay. I'll always say, and I continue to say, I really believe that we need to make sure we leave people in a better place than when they first came to see us. Okay. So then we have mediumship readings and mediumship readings are all about bringing through evidence of soul survival. So a medium is going to be getting all of the information that they share from a spirit communicator, a deceased person. A psychic is getting the information from a living person and the physical world, the energy of the physical world. So you can see the difference already. And the spirit world will bring through pieces of information that will help identify who they are. That might be physical traits, characteristics, personality, health issues, hobbies, what they did for work. Maybe they had a specific injury that left them with a noticeable limp. That's information that could come through. 
Then there's the emotional evidence, the relationships that they had with people, their feelings, things that they endeavored in life, things that they aspired to achieve, things that they wish they had said and they didn't get the opportunity to, things that they are really appreciative of, of their living loved one that's still here in the physical, right? So that's where mediumship is about. It is all about healing because so many of us will experience, well, we all are at some point going to experience the loss of a loved one. And it is so comforting to know that they're still with us, that they still know what's going on in our life. And most importantly, they're still with us. It is only their physical body that's passed away, their soul essence, their true nature, it's still alive. It's still with us, right? So it is incredible to receive those healing messages from our loved ones in spirit, whether it's an apology, an acknowledgement, a word of encouragement, guidance, that all has the power to help support people and help heal them in their grief. And on the other side of that, it gives the living person an opportunity to say things to their loved one in a setting where they know their loved one is there. Now, I believe our loved ones are always with us and that they can be in multiple places at one time. We may not always perceive the presence of our loved one. And so sometimes we think, oh, we can't talk to them or maybe I, I wanna say this to them, but I'm not sure if they're actually receiving it, they're gonna hear it. There's all this like doubt surrounding that, right? What I wanna say is you can talk to your loved ones whether you recognize them or not and they're always going to hear you they're always going to receive that and your loved ones are always sending you signs to let you know they're there but going back to the point i was talking about it gives clients an opportunity to feel the presence of their loved one so they know they're there so the words that they want to share with their loved one who's on the other side they know they're receiving it okay and then we've got tarot readings oracle card readings. And those are readings where we're using the cards and the cards are really like a tool that allow us to tap into energy on a psychic level. Now, if you're working with tarot, there's so many different types of tarot cards out nowadays, right? And each of the cards will have minor arcana, major arcana, they're going to have suits. And those cards have very specific meanings. Then we've got oracle cards, which will usually have a theme. There could be angels or fairies or nature, fair, like there's all kinds of stuff, animals, you name it. And then the cards have meanings. Now I have to say, I've not read the books on any of the cards that I have. And I, like I said, I've got over 40 decks. How I work is I work psychically. So when I'm using the card, I'm first connecting to the universe and asking them to bring through, asking that universal life force energy to channel through me what is ever needed for this client regarding a specific situation or question that they have. I shuffle the cards. I don't do anything fancy. I just shuffle in clumps and wait for cards to jump, right? And then I know that those are the right cards. And then as I look at the card, as I feel into the energy of the card, the message just channels and it always ties into the card, which I find really, really interesting, right? But where is that information coming from? It's coming through on a psychic link, not getting it from spirit, okay? So we can use these cards intuitively and psychically. I use the word intuitive and psychic interchangeably. So if you're questioning about that, that's how I, how I refer to it, okay? Then we've got pendulums. And pendulums are kind of a really fun tool that some people go, well, I'm going to get a pendulum reading. Where's the information coming from? I believe that that pendulum is giving answers from our higher self. 
I truly do. And I will say when I've done readings for myself and asked questions, I've actually asked spirit to work through the pendulum. And so they have. Now, is that evidential? Mm, I'm not entirely sure if it is or not, but some of the information that came through, you just can't, I couldn't make it up even if I tried. And so it. Uh, what I'll say is it actually did show the intelligence of the spirit world, for sure. You can use the pendulum psychically or mediumistically. Absolutely. Is it evidential in the sense that it's giving like list information, it's giving facts, dates, addresses, blood types, all of that? Mm, no, but you could if you had like some kind of tool that had the alphabet. So I guess it would be kind of like an Ouija board. Um, I don't do that, but I have, I actually have used that pendulum and had incredible, incredible interactions. I don't do readings with it. I just use it for myself. So you can see like, there's all different types of readings. There's tea leaf readings where I would love to learn how to do this. So if you guys know how to do this, or one of you listening knows how to do tea leaf readings, get a hold of me. Okay. Cause I would love to have you on the show. I would love to learn about that. So my understanding is that tea leaf readings, you have loose tea and you put it in a cup and then you pour hot water on it and then you strain it. And however, those leaves are left in the bottom of the cup, the reader is tuning into it and reads from that. And you can have like incredible readings. Those are done psychically. And I know they do it in Turkey. I know it's done in Italy. I know it's done in Greece. Um, that's something I'd love to do one day, but it's a psychic reading. It's just another tool. Okay. Now, if you're working psychically, do you need a tool like tarot cards? No, you can get all of that same information from the energy field of your client. hundred percent. I do it all the time. When you're working mediumistically, do you need a tool like cards or pendulums in order to bring through evidence? No. And I don't believe as professional mediums or even developing mediums that we should be using these tools because they become a crutch. Now, can you? Absolutely. I did in the very beginning, but that was before I started getting into a development circle. Okay. So what I learned is that those tools can be, not saying they are, but they can be a crutch where you become dependent on it. And then you don't trust the spirit world. You're trusting the cards more than your helpers and guides who are there to really support you in doing the work. The thing that's so interesting is that we can get so dependent on these outside sources that we really neglect the fact that we are these incredible beings who can tune into psychic information to communicate with the world of spirit we don't need anything. We don't need any instruments. Yeah, it can be fun, but we don't need it. Now, everyone's got different styles of mediumship, but in an evidential mediumship reading, you should not be using cards. You should not be using dowsing rods. You should not be using these other tools. You are the instrument. You don't need any of that. And I know I was watching a TikTok video recently, and there's another lady who's an authority in mediumship. And she's got like almost 300,000 followers on her, her TikTok. And she agrees. Now, her thought was, is she says that it's a lack of discipline and that people need more discipline in their mediumship to really strengthen it. Mm, I, I do agree with that to an extent because you are not strengthening your mediumship to the degree that you no longer require other tools, support tools. That's why I call it a crutch. You don't need it. 
you don't need it. So in my classes, occasionally I've used cards for fun or in my circles. If you guys have ever taken a circle with me, sometimes we'll do some card readings, but the information has always come from spirit. And like this current course that I'm running, the Ethical Mediumship Foundation certification course, I don't let my students use tools because they become dependent on it. And they then do not form the degree of trust that they need to with their spirit helpers. And in order for mediumship to work and work really well, we need to have a strong connection with our spirit helpers. That's the whole point. We think sometimes that we got to do certain things and we have to have these certain practices or certain tools in place. But if we're not fostering that connection with our spirit guides, who really are our eyes and ears to the other world, our mediumship is never going to develop to the degree or the potential that it has to. So if you are listening, I hope that this is giving you a little bit of insight on some different styles of readings and what the purposes of them are, and also helping you just to kind of open your awareness to the fact that, yeah, those tools are fun and we can all use them. But at the end of the day, the only instrument that you're ever going to need is yourself. And by developing a trust in your own abilities and by developing your confidence and trust in your spirit team, you're going to be well on your way and you won't need any of those. And so in, in closing here, I just want to say, I really believe that as psychic mediums, we really need to raise the standard and quality of mediumship that's out there today. And here's why, because if I were dead and I was wanting to come through a medium and I was wanting my husband or my children to know that it was me without a shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't want them to be going to somebody that is relying on cards to give them information because the cards are open to interpretation. Okay. And I wouldn't want them using like a pendulum or anything else. Again, the human body could easily jolt the pendulum and then it could go the wrong way and totally mess up the answer of what I'm trying to say to my husband or my kids or my mom or my sister. You know what I mean? So I think we need to raise the standard. And this is why I really believe it is so important for us to confidently, confidently embrace our mediumship abilities and to be empowered by learning philosophy, by getting formal training. And I did it. And honestly, it is what has helped me become really successful as a professional medium, as a minister and an ambassador for the world of spirit. And that's why I love teaching because if I know that it will work for me, and I'm a slow steady at time, you guys, okay? I know it can help you. I know it can help you. So the last round of ethical mediumship foundations. It just started on February 10th. I've got an open wait list for my next round and that will be starting on, well, in May, I haven't got the date confirmed yet, May, 2024. So this is a 12 week certification course. So if you are really desiring to confidently embrace your spiritual abilities, to unlock your mediumship gifts, because you have a desire to learn more about yourself and to help serve the world of spirit, to help bring healing, to comfort the bereaved and become so unwavering that you know without a shadow of a doubt you have these abilities and you're going to become unapologetic about it because your purpose and mission is so clear. And having a mentor that has walked and continues to walk this path who's going to lovingly support you and guide you and help nurture your development, it really is priceless. And if that's what you're looking for, 
then you can click in the show notes and hop on the wait list for the next round of the EMF course. And so I'm wishing you guys so much love, so much happiness. And I look forward to connecting with you guys all very soon again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Connected Spirit Podcast. I hope you enjoyed diving into this beautiful conversation. And if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps me reach more people who can benefit from these conversations. Remember, you're not alone in your spiritual journey. So stay connected with me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is at Medium Courtney Dawson. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter, The Connected Spirit, and the link is in the show notes. Keep exploring, keep growing, and always remember that there's a greater purpose guiding you on this incredible journey. Until next time, stay connected and embrace the power of your spirit.